Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Melissa DeLeon. She is the owner and president of MTI Events, which is an event planning and management company in the Kansas City, Missouri area. And she is also, her company is also one of the winners of the 25 Under 25 Awards. We're very excited to welcome her and her team to the class of 2018. And we're very excited to have her here today on the show to talk about how she's built her business, MTI Events. Welcome to the show today, Melissa. Great. Thank you. I am thrilled to be here. Let's talk about the company. I said you're an event planning and management company. Take that further. Uh, what specifically do you do? What are all your services? Uh, well, on a simplified version, we plan parties around the world, um, which, which sounds fabulous. Um, in reality, what we do is we are a full-service event planning company. We specialize incentive travel programs for our clients mm-hmm. to motivate their um, sales force or their distributors or their customer bases. We also do um, corporate meetings. Uh, whether they are globally or nationally. And then we also do special events, which is anything from a golf tournament for 144 people to a trade show for 8,000 to um, a anniversary party for one of our clients for their 100th year you know, anniversary. Now, the company is 30 years old, right? Correct, yes, actually 31. 31 years old. And this is second generation. Your mother started the business. Tell us about why she started it, You know how, how she got interested in it, and then the transition to you. So um, she started it really, her passion for travel started, she used to be a French and Spanish teacher um, and did all the student tours, realized that um, teaching wasn't getting her the bills paid and as much money as she would like to earn. So she actually worked for another local agency here in town, kind of doing corporate travel, but their clients were wanting more. They were wanting more marketing. They were wanting more theme support. They were wanting uh, performance tracking. Um, and at the time, her company that she was working for wasn't really wanting to go into uh, that direction. And so she left, and she opened up her own business. Um, her clients went with her. That was 31 years ago. Um, I was, let's just say I was in grade school without giving any names. Um, <laughs> and I started working at the ripe age of 14 because I was cheap labor. So mm-hmm. I've been uh, <laughs> that good old family labor. <laughs> good old family involved. labor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, that's kind of why she started it. Um, and so we literally we opened up as only doing incentive programs for our clients. We are a licensed travel agency. So we truly um, offer turnkey services because we do everything from the airline ticketing to on-site management of the uh, programs to billing to post-program surveys, everything. And it's only been over the past 30 years that we've actually branched into additional services like meeting planning and special events. Mm-hmm. So you really started from the ground up, saw all aspects of the business, watched your mom in action, uh, saw some growth. When did it become apparent that you were going to take over the company? Um, actually, I took over as president. She was still CEO, but I took over as president in 2006. Um, by that time, I'd been in sales for, oh my gosh, I don't know, 12, 14 years, whatever the case is. She was looking to um, 
enjoy life a little bit more. And I was so I took her kind of over as um, president in 2006 and was still under her tutelage for uh, the five years. Um, unfortunately, in 2011, she unexpectedly passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and complete reins went to me. And fortunately, I'd been president for five years and knew what we were doing. And uh, we rolled from there, kind of you know, floundered for probably about 18 months just while we um, re-secured clients and got everything under our belt. And then we made some company changes at that point in time, which is with regards to the management of our clients um, to ensure nothing, you know, we didn't lose clients in the event that something like that happened in the future. Exactly. What kind of, uh, you know, if, if I may ask, what kind of advice would you give to business owners who lose a key employee, whether it is uh, in the management team, whether it's at the executive level, what what kind of you mentioned that you made some changes, so obviously you learned from that experience. What we advice did. would you give? You know, um, so one of our big salient points for our company is a single point of contact. Um, in that, for instance, with my clients, I sell to my clients, I pre-program or I pre-event um, manage it. I'm actually physically on site with my clients, and then I bill them. So it's start to finish one point of contact. Um, what we also realized is that was really isolating each client specifically to that one salesperson and or in this case it was to my mom and or to me. Um, now we have broadened it out so that um, every client has at least contact and is very familiar with one um, their account executive plus as well as myself or one of my senior management teams so that if mm-hmm. there is an emergency because life does happen in the world yes. you know mm-hmm. um, and and we have to be able that if there is a crisis and when you know our salesperson or our person you know their client contact cannot go on a program, we can throw in an executive or we can throw in another person who they are familiar with, they've at least met, they have at least been on a program with, and they're comfortable going, okay, yes, we're still in great hands and everything will be handled carefully. Exactly. What have you done since you've taken over the business uh, in the last several years? What have you done uh, to grow the business? Um, so a couple of things have happened just because of our industry and stuff like that, um, that we've actually had to expand into, um, uh, different, uh, for different services. So, um, we had major issues when, um, the insurance industry kind of came crashing down with regards to, and the financial companies of what type of incentives they were allowed and the huge parties that were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the market goes down, um, no one ever wants to cut necessarily cut sales because that's the last area you want to cut. But what we do is we see a shift from, okay, we're just doing incentives to now we're going to have um, a meeting in a really nice place with some free time. So that's how we kind of ended up getting into the meeting side of things because companies needed the tax write-off, um, but they still needed to motivate their salespeople. So instead of doing five nights in Hawaii, we were now doing three nights, four nights in Scottsdale with meetings in the morning and team building and golf and stuff in the afternoon. So we've expanded our services by going into the meeting planning. We've also um, now branched out into different verticals, whereas if you were to ask me probably 10, 12 years ago, I would say 80 to 90% of our business was insurance and financial um, industry. We are now in manufacturing, we're in real estate, we're in radio, uh, we're in printing, we're in trucking and transportation, um, we're in several different verticals across the whole entire U.S. Okay, so you have watched the market and adapted with the market, and you've also diversified, and that has kept you in a growth mode even through uh, the recession and some of the other challenging years. Throughout all this, obviously those are two key things, but what's been your secret sauce? Why do you, you Obviously you did that to change your business model to, to keep going, but what's been your secret sauce? What keeps customers coming back to you? Um, 
I, I would say two things, honestly. Um, the first thing, and this has kind of been our keyword forever, is that everyone that I hire, first of all, surround yourself with excellence. I, I have the, the absolute best staff that works for us. And more importantly, we have a passion for what we do. Um, you know, we're, we're in a service industry, and you have to love working with people. You have to, you know, really, really enjoy what we do. Um, and as I think I explained to someone, I go, I never go to a client without a program that I am so excited to attend that I can almost like pee my pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> that it is, you know yeah. I mean? That it's yeah. fabulous and it's awesome. I mean, everyone, anyone can throw a cocktail reception, you know, but I, it's those extra special touches. Mm-hmm. And it's, we have an amazing creative team that um, just really loves and is 120% dedicated to our clients. I mean, our phones ring nonstop 24-7 just um, with questions and concerns. And it's really that first um, class service that we provide. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've actually spoken to, you know, a CEO's wife going, hey, this is my dress for the awards banquet. Is it appropriate? You know, um, and it's that extra, it's that extra service. I'm sure. Let me talk to you through here. What do you bring in? And, you know, and yes, by all means, we'll definitely have the car for you. And, you know, um, I think it's that, I think it's just passion and, and we care, you know, right. we care about, this because if your event is not, or your meeting or your incentive is not absolutely amazing and these people go back, you're not going to hire us again. I, I mean, that's kind of the way we look at it. So it really is, we have a passion for what we do. We care um, down to the very last detail. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you make it very personal, uh, that they really get to know you and trust you. Uh, if they're, they're sending pictures of their dresses to you and things yes. like that. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy, you know. I, I mean, I, and, and I, I'm proud to say that, you know, in our 31 years of business, I mean, we've got a client that has been with us, uh, let's just say, 24 years. It's, it's been my account literally since, I, I mean, I was 24 years old, and um, they are still with us. We have accounts that have been with us 10 years. We have accounts that have been with us since 1999. Um, wow. The, and, and I think it's that long-term commitment um, that shows that shows how, I mean, I want to say it basically shows how good we are, you know, that the right. clients don't leave. You know, we're taking care of them. Yeah, that um, speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we and, and we don't. We don't want to walk in the door and someone goes, yeah, sure. We we understand that to to nurture a client, it, it's it's a long sell. We're not a, we're not an easy sell. We don't walk in and mm-hmm. you know, sure here we want two hundred of this. We you know when someone's getting ready to send do an investment, as we like to say, it, it's going to take a couple months to make that happen. And and we want to yeah. grow with that client, you know. Exactly. You mentioned that you get really excited about these <laughs> events yourself. And yeah. so let's talk about some of those events. Uh, yeah. You obviously have to have some favorite events. I mean, if for heaven's sakes, you've planned events that have taken place on six different continents, if I remember yeah. right, which that's mm-hmm. about what, I think 40 plus countries yeah. and very large events down to small events. So, so what's been one of your favorite events? Um, you know, I, my, my absolute favorite, um, is probably we were in Zam, in Zambia staying at the mm-hmm. Royal Livingstone. Um, we were basically had gone into South Africa, done a night in Johannesburg from there, gone to Zambia, staying, um, at this amazing resort right on the banks of the Zambezi river. And they just had this amazing trip and we had like, um, hired a private steam train and they'd taken them over the bridge so that you could actually see the falls. We'd done dinner on the gorge and we'd had the client's logo projected on the side of the wall. We'd gone into oh. 
um, Botswana and we'd done land safaris where they'd seen elephants and a, a warthog tried to crash my private lunch and I had to chase it away. <laughs> and I mean, the, the animal stories that go on events is, is just amazing. But our final, our final night was actually on the banks of the Zambezi at the Royal Livingstone, which is this amazing property. And we were having cocktails on this beautiful deck as the sun was setting. And I mean, like you just felt like Mufasa was going to raise up Simba and, you know, the circle of life song was going to play in the right. background. And, and, you know, sometimes you have to roll with things and, there is a small herd of zebra that are on this property along with a couple of giraffes and no joke, right smack dab in the middle of my cocktail re- or toward the end of the cocktail reception, this herd of zebra walks through and they are just heading to where the dinner is set in kind of this clearing and there's, you know, ostrich eggs carved glowing, you know, in the trees and stuff like that. And without blinking an eye, I turned to my group and said, if you all please follow the zebra to our dinner, we're trying to eat. And I mean, it was just like, okay, we need to roll with this because the zebra are leading us to dinner. I mean, I couldn't plan it any better, but it was just like. That's hysterical. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you end up in locales like that? Do your clients say, I want to go someplace exotic? Do they come and tell you, I want to go to Zambia specifically? Or do they come with sort of a vision and then you do research and present it to them and say, here's what we recommend? How does that work? Well, it's it's a combination. First of all is is what's your budget? Because not mm. everyone has, you know, I mean, because the airfare to get there alone, you're talking $1,800. So the first is, sure. you know, um, what's your budget? Um, and then believe it or not, a lot of it is, what are the demographics of the people that we're trying to motivate and or take? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, if, for mm-hmm. instance, you know, some of our manufacturing clients, we may dealing, be dealing with some service guys that don't necessarily have the discretional income, you know, that can pay $22 for a martini at the bar. Um, right. They're, they're going to be intimidated. They don't want to fly that long. You know, they're going to be much happier at an all-inclusive in the Caribbean um, on a beach relaxing, having a wonderful time. Whereas a client that's going to Zambia, it, they could be more sophisticated. A lot of time it's actually for like a top customers or for a distributor incentive program where they need to motivate their top principals um, so that they are getting the actual decision makers that say, hey, yes, I want to go to Africa. I don't necessarily want to go on my own. I would like to be escorted. And so it's some of those more exotic destinations where we're offering people that you know, I've done events in Krakow, Poland. I've done events in Dubai. Um, I've done events in Rio de Janeiro. And, and they tend to be more, those are the more exotic upscale that we tend to do where, um, and, and I can't tell you how many times I've been to Hawaii and the Caribbean. So sure. Kind of real, you know, it, it just depends on literally the clients and who they're motivating. And, you know, the important part is to get the best bang for your buck um, and to fit the destination and or the program to the attendees. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you can do very large groups, small. What's been the largest group you've ever dealt with? <laughs> um, 8,000 truckers here in oh Kansas my. City. Yeah, it, oh was, my. It, it was the best time um, for actually it was for a local um, association here in Kansas City, and they wanted to do the Heart of America Truck Show. And we had um, – Three days of setup with over 150 supplier or 150 suppliers and 8,000 truckers, and I think 4,000 of them slept in their trucks on the um, Kansas Speedway grounds. And we had you know six, seven hotels involved, and we were doing Richard Petty ride-alongs, and we had pet look-alike contests and show and shine. And you know we brought in the ASPCA. Every single pet was adopted, I think, within six minutes. Um, it, it was it was a great event. We were out there for probably about nine days um, in October 
in everything from freezing rain to 80-degree weather because that's what you get. Yeah, it's October, October. in Kansas City. Yes, October exactly. Kansas City. Why wouldn't you have freezing rain and 70 degrees in the same day? So, Or even mm-hmm. on, on consecutive days. I mean, exactly. it's, it's crazy. Okay. Exactly. Now, you're very involved in the community as well, especially with uh, young women. Talk to us about that involvement. So, yeah, so we're actually members of the KCK Chamber of Commerce, and we were at their uh, Best of KCK event back in the fall, and I ran into this booth, and I met this woman, Mary Beth Gentry, and I was like, you are doing an amazing cause for these, um, you know, they're, it's, they're basically middle school and high school kids um, down in KCK that um, they're trying to make a difference in their lives. You know, they're trying to help these girls find their spark to not necessarily repeat, and I don't want to say the mistakes of their parents, but, you know, to get on the right path to let's get you through high school, let's get you to college or, you know, to a trade school or, you know, find your calling and find your specialty. So um, they work with these kids every Wednesday after school because the schools in Casey Quake close at noon on Wednesdays for, like, uh, teacher training and stuff. And uh-huh. so it's a program for these girls to go into, and they're working um, with them, helping them through to make better health choices, to make better school choices, friend choices, you know, to be leaders in their school, to, you know, make sure there's not bullying going on, to really focus on their grades, um, and to be leaders for their other girls in their school and in their community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, such important work you're doing there. So critical for young women to have role models like you. What's next for MTI events? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, honestly, we have doubled our staff in the past uh, about five months. growing leaps and bounds, uh, which is great. We're fabulous. Uh, I have an amazing staff, and our vice president keeps going. We need to look for recession-proof industries, recession-proof industries, recession-proof mm-hmm. industries. So that's actually what we're focusing our strengths on right now um, and to expand again into some markets that we feel, you know, as, as he goes, look at the trash industry because you always need that, you know, and, and look, right. at, look, at, look at coffin, you know, companies because death is inevitable. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of a morbid conversation, but, you know, um, that, that's kind of where we're focusing because we want to add a couple, um, you know, industries that we don't necessarily have to worry about that if the, if the economy does take a turn mm-hmm. again, that we are we're in a good spot. Exactly. For those who are listening today who may be just getting started, what advice would you give to them? Wow. Um, don't give up. <laughs> persistence. You know, yeah, persistence and and, you know, and, and I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I mean, for instance, we, we had a program recently cancel, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is huge. And in retrospect, it was, believe it or not, a blessing for us um, that things did not happen the, the way they were supposed to. Um, but to stay persistent and to, you know, if when they tell you no, learn from that, figure out why, go back again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to surround yourself with I'm not an expert in everything. I have people who are on my staff that are experts that surround yourself with. You don't know it. Find someone who does and hire them. (laughs) Yeah. You used the word investment. Yeah, you used the word investment earlier in the conversation. And uh, some people think, oh, I just can't afford to spend that kind of money on on that particular position or that particular consultant or accountant or whatever it might be. But it's an investment. It is. It is. You know, and and the other thing is, is, Four years ago, we were not in any networking groups, none, mm-hmm. not one. And um, our VP came to me and he goes, this, this this, is not good. You know, he said, you can't, we're not going to grow. We can't be successful by sitting in a room, picking up a phone and, and making phone calls. Um, we're now, I think, in 
six or seven different networking groups just between Accelerant and KCK Chamber and um, mm-hmm. Women's Executive Committee, and I don't even know all the rest of them, Blue Valley Industrial Group, I couldn't tell you, but there's a whole bunch of them that we're involved in. Um, and when we hire new salespeople, that is part of their assignment is to find a new networking group that they want yeah. to become involved in, that they have a passion for. And, and I contribute that to, I mean, we've almost doubled our sales in four years. Wow, that is incredible. But, you know, it also goes hand-in-hand hand with your business philosophy. People want don't want to just get a phone call. They want to see the people behind right. um, your company. And this networking uh, strategy that you have embarked on uh, allows them to see you and, and see the personality of your company, too, when, when you're dealing Correct. with people in person. So, so great strategy there. Melissa, if somebody would like to learn more about what you do, is the best thing to do to go to your website? Yeah, it's um, www.mtievents.com, um, and it kind of shows what we do with all of our various services. And, um, you know, we have a lot of fun. It, it's, you know, we, we love a challenge. I always say anyone can be creative on an unlimited budget. I'm still looking for that client that has that unlimited budget. <laughs> don't know if I'll ever find one, but, I, you know, I can always hope and dream. Um, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> never know. You never right. know. You never um, know. It, you, you just really don't. Think life's full of surprises. So if you want to find out more about Melissa, go out to mtievents.com. Melissa, it's been great having you on the show to share your story. Congratulations once again on the 25 Under 25 Award, and we're looking forward to celebrating with you on February the 24th. Yeah, I have to tell you I am so excited for that event because I actually get to go and party and relax and enjoy an event that I didn't have to plan. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if I know how to do that. So, I, I, oh, you know, I get to eat the meal when it's hot and serve, not the dead right. day at the end of the night. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Well, so thank you very much. You're welcome. We're looking forward to it. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.